Hello and welcome to the House of Rams podcast. We're using this format as a quick and easy way to find out what's going on at the club and hear direct from those running the show for us. We hope you enjoy this instalment. This podcast was recorded on Thursday the 3rd of September 2020. Today we have the privilege of being joined by those overseeing our mini and junior section of the club. We've got minis chair Nicola Wicks and junior chair Adam Clark, known to pretty much everyone as Mex. Um, uh, how, how are you both doing today? Yeah, all good, thanks, mate. Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Yeah, a bit tired, <laughs> but I'm good. <laughs> oh, good. Well, you're a teacher, Nicola, aren't you? So are you, is it your first day back at school today? Um, I'm an advisory teacher, so I spent quite a bit of time working with teachers and, and developing teacher skills um, in English in particular. And so it's my first, well, yesterday was my first day back, but I think I'm 11 Zoom meetings down, so I'm a bit <laughs> I'm a bit zoomed <laughs> out, to be honest. Oh, I, I know the feeling very, very well. So, um, so I mean, as a, as a teacher there, um, Nicola, what, what do you take from... Uh, your 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 advisory job with those teachers and take into your role at the club as our chair of minis. Do you know what? Actually, being a teacher, um, and I've been a teacher. Always, I think it's my twenty fourth year in education now. Um, just being a teacher, it helps your logistical um, sort of understanding of, of how things run. So in my head, I kind of run the mini section as if it was a school. Um, and which I know it sounds really stupid, but you know, you know that you, you know that messages need to be communicated, and you know that you've got to, you know, speak to the people that you work with, all the other volunteers, but then also to make things clear to parents, and you know, and have a kind of a, hopefully a standard of coaching that is is good, um, and then bringing on, you know, t- um, teachers, bringing on coaches that are, mm-hmm. you know, sort of like lacking in confidence, and and trying to put some supporting structures. Ar- around them as well so in in my head I kind of do see it as a almost a school setup and and for the last four years it, it's it's it seems to have worked so mm-hmm. you know there we are you've been in that role four years now well wow. I think it's my fourth year yeah, yeah. well and so do you do you met your husband he's a or John's a teacher as well isn't he yeah yeah is that how you met in t- t- teaching no no um I was an NQT and he used to work in the bank and yeah, it was um, it was the end. It was the Christmas. It was my Christmas party. And um, anyway, we went back to a party, and then they had um, a, basically a power outage, and we met in the dark, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which bless. sounds a little bit ropey. But yeah, it, it's good. We've been together for twenty something years now, so. <laughs> Met in the dark, so now when I'm doing touch rugby with John on a Monday night or Tuesday night now, I can say the only reason you've got your wife is because she met you in the dark. There we go. (laughs) Fantastic, fantastic. I told you this would go some way that we hadn't even thought about before we'd even started. Mm. There we go. There we go. Uh, So, so uh, as we get to know you a bit more, Nicola, um, so what what do you love about rugby, and what have you loved about your um, involvement with the club so far? Oh, right. So. I think what I love about rugby is I love the family nature of it. Um, so I was brought up in the East End and just a stone's throw away from um, West Ham, so Upton Park, um, you know, with claret and blue ribbons in my hair when I was a kid and all of that. No, sort of I forgot stuff. that. 
<laughs> there you go. You didn't know you had that in common, did you? No, so, not at all. We did not know that. <laughs> so, so basically, you know, football was the thing. Um, and then, kind of, I went away. I went away to uni, and I went to Brunel, which the campus that I was on was um, Twickenham campus. So I was never very far away from Twickenham anyway. Um, but, and then as I've sort of. I, even even though I was there then, I still I, I used to work in the student union actually, and and you know sort of usher blimmin, uh rugby players out that we tampons up their nose and cauliflower ears and mud and blood and sick all over the floor. I used to you know elbow everyone out at the end of the night, but I still kind of never really kind of got into watching the game. But I think it was my my Welsh friend, my best friend, he's Welsh. And um, that does not make you a bad person at all, it makes you a fantastic <laughs> person, word, don't yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, basically, my best friend is Welsh, and, and she was like, Oh, come and see you again. And then, after all, I mean, and so after a while, you kind of go, Oh, yeah, that's a turnout. Oh, what's that? Oh, what's the line at? And then, eventually, you start to pick up the rules, and I just absolutely love it. And you know, I am the one that primarily watches, um, rugby on on the bt sports in our house you know i'm always sort of you know catching up with what's going on um and so what i just love about rugby is like the family nature of it um the way that you know you can be next to your opposition and you'll be absolutely you know sort of almost gunning for the opposition but you're never nasty and that's what and that's what I like about it. That's sort of family nature, and it was a, it was one that I wanted to bring my son into. So yeah, that's that's what does it for me. So I mean, you clearly supported Wales, which is a fantastic thing to. No, I to, didn't uh, say. <laughs> I didn't say I supported no, Wales. I, 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 you see, <laughs> like, communication is all about listening and uh, and talking. And I heard I supported Wales. But <laughs> so go on, Ed. Who did who did you support? Who do you support even? Oh, Saracens. So yeah. Saracens is is our team and England. And, and England. Oh, there we go. I, I tried. I tried. Uh, <laughs> You're never going to win me over. Never. <laughs> no. So, so what brought you from uh, the East End to the West End to Harlow, and uh, what brought you over this way? Finance, really. So, we just the price, the property prices in London were just going through the roof, and we had no, you know. Teacher salaries, as we probably know, aren't aren't huge, and we just there was kind of no way that we could afford it to to buy in London. So we just could, sort of kept looking outwards and outwards and outwards, and ended up in Harlow. We knew like just a couple of people here, and so really we've made our life here. Um, and it was really funny actually because when we were on the when I was sort of helping out with the floats for the Harlow sort of festival last year. I looked around and I thought, God, I could have been on on any number of floats. I was with I was with the rugby club, but I could have been I could have been with the scouts and I could have been, you know, in a whole number of other places. And that's when I knew that actually my life is is in Harlow. So and, and to be honest, I know a lot of people, you know, have a lot of negative things to say. But I think it's I think it's an OK place to, to live Mm-hmm. But I'm sure someone will tell me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so how did you get more uh, involved in like the formal role of the chair of minis at the club? Okay, so it was just my efficient register taking. 
that was it <laughs> i mean i really really you know to go from taking the register every week and i think it at the time um i used to send it over to you know to to nina and to and to lynn um and basically i'd take the register quickly do it quickly sort of on a sunday afternoon before i started all my schoolwork. i'd send it over and that was kind of you know that was my extent of my involvement and i think it was just because i was a very prompt register sender that i kind of got <laughs> earmarked for for you know sort of for mini mini chair roll mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah that's it that's it um that's that's how it works you're good at one job and then next thing you know got another job so uh um that's yeah. a common thing not just at the rugby club though is it but uh, <laughs> there we are um so um have you been on any good uh, rugby tours that you like to share a story or two about? Oh, my, mine are very tame because mine are always related to minis. Um, so I've been on three really good rugby tours. I think probably the, the most recent was um, last year when we went off to Wyndham. So we went off to um, Great Yarmouth and, and the surrounding areas. And, you know, you look every year, you go, oh, look, the weather there has been fantastic. And the two previous um, sort of tours we'd been on, you know, people were borrowing each other sun cream because it was, you know, it was tropical. <laughs> it's April and you're thinking, oh, my God, you know, I'm never going to need, I'm never going to need um, sun cream. And, it, you know, and it's always been tropical and everyone's been, you know, getting sunburned apart from the last the last time when mm. I thought, oh, you know, yes, okay, the, the weather's going to be good because it has been for the last, you know, few years. And then, oh, my God, it was absolutely <laughs> freezing. So we'd taken the children down onto the beach on the Saturday to sort of play lots of beach games. And then you just, when you thought, you know, it was a bit windy and it was a bit rainy and, you know, you could just about cope with it, the hailstones <laughs> came. Oh, it was almost, you know, it just felt like blizzard conditions. But do you know what? We stayed on that beach waiting, looking, looking in the clouds for the <laughs> next hint of sun to come along that would warm our bones before the uh, before the, the next set of hailstones fell. So that's, and do you know what? That is the one thing that everybody mentions to me when we talk about the time they go oh my god the weather that day so that's what always sticks in my mind so i've always used experiences like that to say well why stand still when these things are going on why don't you get involved and give me a hand over here or uh yeah. or come and do that because uh, i think uh, that was my my youngest son's last minis tour and uh um I remember that 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 beach being that cold and the, the freezing <laughs> rain coming down, uh, and there were a few older kids uh, on there from the team I coach as well because they had siblings in the minis and uh, we were playing uh, uh, blindfold rugby. It was just one of the funniest things <laughs> I've ever seen. Uh, uh, <laughs> through my travels, I've picked up a number of. Uh, uh, sort of eye masks and things like that for sleeping on planes and uh just put these kids in these eye masks and they were just running into each other giggling how, was the, um, how did the risk assessments go for that mate well there was lots of sand to fall in which is nice and soft yeah, so uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we did it we did have them running up the sandy banks at the the, the, the sand dunes as well uh last one to the top and stuff like that and then also last one out there out into the sea some were braver than others and just went yeah. for it but uh it was good fun so mex let's come to you um hello hi so 
I, I know in, in lockdown, uh, some, of your, some of your social media posts have taken you out and about a bit, and I've always Certainly. been curious, what, what, what is it you do for a, for a job, and what takes you around the country a fair bit? Uh, I'm, I'm now um, a regional manager for a medical gas company. Um, we install and supply and maintain uh, pipe medical gas supplies. So uh, predominantly in the south, my region is the south, but um, once COVID hit, uh, was at the end of March. Uh, it, it just went crazy. You know, mm. hospitals were panicking. Um, mm. They wanted to upgrade all their gas supplies, etc. Uh, so yeah, I was I was weeks away in North Yorkshire, South Yorkshire. I ended up down in Cornwall. Um, yeah, it, it was uh, busy times. Busy times. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Um, yeah. So if we need laughing gas, are, are you the the man? Are you the man? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not licensed to supply gas. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, there we go. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's be careful, yeah. <laughs> no, no, of course, no. Uh, now, with um, uh, sort of similar sort of questions I was asking Nicola a moment ago, you, sure. you've been around the club uh, a little while um, longer, um, <laughs> I yeah. think, uh, since you were a wee pup as well. So, um, oh, well, what, yeah. is it, yeah. what is it you love about rugby? Um, do you know what? Um, I discovered rugby. I was thirteen, I think, when I had my first rugby lesson at school. Uh, there was no really, no mini rugby in those days. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind how old I am. Um, <laughs> I remember, I remember my first games lesson. I remember the PE teacher, a fellow called Roger By, um, took us uh, over to the pitch and uh, talked us about the tackle. And I just, I, I fell in love with the game. You know, I was uh, no good at football as a kid. I was always the uh, the tabulating goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, discovered rugby and uh, yeah it was almost like an epiphany I thought this, this is just fantastic and what, what I do love about rugby especially when you're a kid is there is I think it's the greatest team sport in the world but there is a, a position and a place for mm-hmm. every size shape ability Yeah. when you start playing rugby you mm-hmm. know and I think that's brilliant you haven't got to be the, the best athlete you haven't got to be the fastest um, everyone gets uh, an ample opportunity to, to try at different positions and, and you know I think it's fantastic, and that, that's why I loved it so much. I think. So, did you? Were you just playing at school, or did you just get straight in and go, "Oh, I love it this much. I'm going to go and play." Uh, no, well, at um, yeah, this was at um, Netswell. Uh, the school's mm-hmm. not there anymore; it's the college. Um, mm-hmm. I was in there sort of three years before they shut it down, and I went over to Mark Hall. But uh, yeah, I was 13, uh, so I, I enjoyed rugby so much. Um, the, the game stage at the time said, "Well, why don't you go down to club, give it a go?" Mm-hmm. So. I did. I rocked up one, uh, whether it's Tuesday or Wednesday, back in the day. Um, and I was extremely fortunate that my youth team, the one I joined, was run by uh, Chris Locke and Ken Spooner. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and we had an absolutely outstanding youth team. Um, <laughs> there were some superstars in there, weren't there, as well? Well, so, yeah. John Locke, yeah. Wayne Kearns, yeah. Mark Coombs, Kev Thomas, Tim Dunn, Darren Harrison. It was just a phenomenal team. As mm-hmm. a youth team, it, I, I wasn't aware how, how good we were, if you know, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Um, yeah, so I sort of joined that and then uh, played all the way through the youth. Um, I actually played in the 1985 Essex Cup final against mm-hmm. Barking. Oh. Um, uh, a team that included Jason Leonard and um, another couple of ringers. <laughs> but, uh, I've still got the programme, actually. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, no, so I yeah, played all the way through the year, through to, uh, through to Colts. And then sort of after that, I didn't really 
were discovered alcohol and, um, <laughs> and stuff like that, as we all do. Yeah. And it's sort of, you know, I, I didn't drift away from the club. But I didn't play regular as a, regular as a senior player. I used to sort of drift in and out. Never played any higher than twos. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was always, always been involved. So yeah, I joined the club when I was, what was it, 82, 83. Yeah. On the club. So yeah, it's, it's a long time involvement there. Indeed, indeed. So, so what, what teams have you supported or do you support? You're a well supporter clearly as well. Harlow, but don't call yourself. Um... <laughs> well, it's red, it's red, it's close. <laughs> yeah, no, it never used to be. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No story. Um, yeah. Yeah, much to my little brother's disgust, uh, Saracens. Or, mm-hmm. You know, always, always followed Saracens. Obviously, uh, my younger brother Graham played at Wasps for a couple of years, um, oh. and he's, he's disgusted that I don't that I'm not a Wasps supporter. <laughs> but Saracens were a more local team; they were easy to mm. get to. I actually played against Saracens um, a few times as a youth over at uh, Cock Fosters, uh-huh. you know, their, their original ground. Mm. Um, and then when they moved about, we sort of followed them. And then we used to get cheap tickets when they were at Vicarage Road. Yeah. So I used to take the kids. Kids would play on a Sunday morning, and then we'd drive off over to watch Saracens play on a Sunday afternoon. And uh, uh, and obviously uh, England. You know, I, I love watching England play. I've been to Twickenham, fortunately, many, many, many times, mm-hmm. um, and been abroad to watch them as well. So yeah, I, do you know, I just I love, I love rugby, and I, and I really miss watching it at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. It's not quite the same on the TV, is it? It's, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's good fun and all that. I know the, the Aussies and, and uh, the New Zealands sort of started back first, mm-hmm. and it was great to watch a bit of rugby. But no, it's not. It's not the same. It's not the same as being on the touchline, mate. No, you get. It's um. It, I, I, the bit I miss about the live rugby is the the cameras focused on one bit, and you can't see the movement that's happening off off the ball yeah, to, yeah, in both sure. defence and a, a, attack, and that, that's the bit I miss on the the TV. Having said that, I did watch a fantastic game on Monday between Bath and who was it? Airplane. Uh, Oh blimey, it's completely escaped me. But uh, but uh, Bath got beaten at the wreck. Was it by? It was wasps, wasn't it? Wasps, yeah, it was wasps, yeah, wasps. Yeah, Bath, got, wasps, yeah. yeah. And wasps yeah, um, ended up with no hookers and it was uncontested scrums. That's right. And uh, uh, the the um, there was a, there was a wonderful caption I saw on social media media saying uh, 2020 can't get any worse. And then you, <laughs> it, it cut it cut to the scrum half throwing the ball in the line out, and I thought that was brilliant. That's right. <laughs> brilliant little uh, meme thing there as well. So uh, uh, so to, I think we've covered what brought you to Harlow. You've always been in Harlow and always yep. always lived pretty much a long stone throw away from the club as well, haven't you? That is right, mate. Yeah. Um... yeah. Yeah, Is that deliberate? Thought, <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, when, when they uh, when they moved to the, the new premises, it's um, it's even closer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a ten minute walk, and I've got a pub halfway home. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, what more could you want? Place <laughs> <laughs> to get thirsty or need refresh, you know, the powder my nose or something, and uh, I'll pop in there. It's great. So, how did you get involved in taking on the the chair of juniors? Well, I'd um, same as all of us, we all get roped into coaching because when, when my boys started playing um, uh, a very young age actually they all sort of took a, an interest in rugby and it turns out that all three of them were pretty good at it to be fair um, quite tidy they've all played for the uh, first team now haven't they, they have, all, yeah, all, and all together yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. yeah which, which was nice um, yeah now you sort of get roped in as, as a parent who, who used to play can you help out can you help and then yeah yeah of course I don't mind and then do the coaching course and 
and away you go. So I took I took two two teams from uh, under thirteens through to Colts, and it was on my second stint. Uh, there was about under sixteens at the time, and uh, Andy Bradnam was youth chairman at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he was deciding to take a step take a step down. So uh, I was approached by the club. Would I would I mind taking the role? Would I like to take the role? Hmm. I thought about it for about uh, a millisecond, and um, <laughs> yeah, accepted. Yeah, I mean, that's just quite passionate about kids being the oppor- given the opportunity to play. I know it's not for everyone. Some kids will absolutely hate it. I know they will, but other kids like me will just fall in love instantly with a sport. And I think it's quite important that everyone should be given the opportunity. Yeah, because absolutely. a lot of schools stop playing rugby for whatever reason, whether it was uh, insurance-wise or the teachers didn't have the time. Or I don't know. But when, you know, when I was a kid, we was playing different schools every week and weekends sometimes. Um, and it seems that around the Harlow area, a lot of schools stopped playing rugby. So just passionate about kids. That's like being given the opportunity just to say mm-hmm. that they don't like it. But, you know, give them a chance. So, so yeah, I, I jumped at it. Uh, well, and thank you for doing that. And get, I guess... Uh, I don't know how I've managed to leave this out. We've always called you Mex, and just before the podcast, I was like, "Who calls you? Who actually calls you Adam anymore?" And I had to really think then, didn't I? Just to, <laughs> what your first name is. Um, yeah. But yeah. Does, does, does anyone call you um, Adam? And uh, uh... yeah, that's, uh, Diane. Diane behind the bar calls me Adam because she's known me so long. Uh, uh-huh. She knew me before I was given the name Mex, and uh, yeah, I'm a mum, and that's that's, that's, that's pretty it. much it, really. Um, so how, my, did you, wife, my, how did you get people, oh sorry wife, your, your wife called you Bex as well oh yeah yeah the people yeah. she works with thought she was having an affair because half the time she <laughs> says Adam and half the time she says Mex and yeah. I wonder what was yeah but it's, well that's a different story but yeah <laughs> um, it was I'd say it was it was about probably close to 20 years ago on a on a, a youth tour um, and Stan McGlone uh, Gingy's dad mm-hmm. uh, was the manager at the time um, and it was time to dish out the tour names. And uh, as it turns out, I've got a, a penchant for tequila. Uh, I, I can fall asleep very easily at any given opportunity. And I've got sort of uh, <laughs> half a tan most of the year round. So and the moustache, and the moustache. <laughs> and, and the facial hair, yeah. So, um, yeah, he decided uh, I looked far too much like a Mexican to be called anything else. So that was it. Yeah, I was the Mexican that tour. And... It instantly stuck. <laughs> yep, yep, indeed. Yeah, indeed. He, yeah. he got that right, didn't he? He got it right to have everyone but your mum and Diane calling you. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I hesitate to ask this next question, and, and Nicola gave a great answer in talking about tours, but uh, you've been on a few good tours, haven't you? And uh, well, instead of telling the story, I, I guess what, what makes a good tour? Um, uh, it might surprise you to learn I've never been on a senior tour. Have you not? You're still a virgin. Uh, wow. Never, never Blimey. been on a senior tour. And I'm not likely to now that everyone knows, because uh, I know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I won't make it out of the car park. Um, no, but obviously, I've been running and managing two teams uh, all the way through the junior section. You know, for five or six years, I was doing two junior tours a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do sort of uh, merge into one. But I think um, the Bogner tour, um, for me, which I think was... 2012, 2011, something like that. Um, when I took a uh, team of under 13s down to Bogner, um, and I've never seen a, a bunch of kids gel so well mm. uh, in a short space of time, a long weekend. 
Um, they've been together, been together for a season, uh, mm-hmm. but they really did come together. And um, we went through this tournament. We had kids dropping off flies through injuries, but uh, we made it into the play final, and um, it was absolutely phenomenal to watch. It's like yeah. they've been playing together for for years and years. Everything just clicked. Um, Big Jack became a man. He actually started tackling people without saying sorry. Uh-huh. Oh. oh, you mean um, I had him Thank on the you. other day? Yeah, yeah, Big Jack, Big Jack Christie. Yeah, yeah, yeah Christie. Yeah. Um, Pac Man came of age as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the smallest out. Well, he still is, but the smallest out on the pitch by far. But he, he's he's got he's got cones. You know what I mean? He's, uh, it was just fantastic. Yeah, probably probably one of my favourite. Certainly. Was, so what? Uh, quite... What do you what do you think were the sort of ingredients for anyone sort of putting together a tour that that made mm-hmm. that such a good um, such a good tour? Uh, yeah, we done it through um, one of the tour companies. I think it might have been Gulliver's at the time. But you can still do it separately. You, you've got to keep the kids occupied because mm-hmm. you know the devil will make work for idle hands to do. I think mean, is, is the phrase. <laughs> uh, you know, if they get bored, they get up to mischief. As you know, I'm not I'm not slating them for that. It's what happens. But you've got to keep them uh, occupied and try and pick um, decent clubs to play. You know, ones that are going to welcome you in rather than just turn up play the game mm. and go, you know, ones that are going to maybe entertain us for a little while afterwards and, you know, games for the kids and drinking games mm. with adults maybe um, when the kids are not looking, obviously. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just um, trying, to, trying to find decent clubs to play against because we played against some real um, poor ones. Mm-hmm. Um, even the fact that we're, we're, we're one down in, uh, it might have been Red Roof and in Cornwall, ne- neck of the woods somewhere. Um, and all the locals turned up to watch the local lads and decided to start fighting our players on the pitch. What a oh, idea. So <laughs> it swings around about you know, you've got, you've got to try and find decent clubs to play. Because it's absolutely great for the kids to go on tour. It's, it's, it, it bonds them as a team and they're my yeah. friends for life. You know. You definitely do see the difference with, with the children that have been on tour. And you just watch them when, you know, when they've gone off and they're on the 2P machines and they've been there till you know, 11 o'clock at night on the 2P machines. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and they do. They come back differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no, great. I love it. I love you tours. Oh, good stuff. So uh, just let's come back to, to you, Nicola. Just talk a bit more about uh, uh, your role. Um, so did, what, what does it involve? What do, what's the, the key things that you uh, undertake as chair of the minis? Um, I think I'm the I'm the first point of contact, really, when anybody will when anybody wants anything or anything is going wrong or there's organisation that needs to be in place. I mean, the, the you know, <sighs> I I could, you know, be doing anything. So whether or not it's, you know, answering emails as a first point of contact or directing people to the right sections, um, organising festivals. I was the fixture secretary whilst being mini chair for a, for a year, um, organising tours, um, Christmas parties, end of season parties. I mean, you name it. Oh, things like safeguarding. If there's a, if there are any issues, um, you know, then they get passed. Um, yes, Mex and I have stood <laughs> separating parents before, and we Mex. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, so it can be just anything really. And I think that the the thing is, it's trying to keep the mini section together so that we don't break off. And because 
um, you know, people that, that are running each age group, you know, because their children are new, they're going to be pretty new to the, the, you know, the section and how it's done itself. So you have to have a point of a contact that keeps everybody together. Um, and, and now sort of we've got, oh my gosh, coming, I think probably around 45 volunteers in the minis, maybe even slightly more than that, including all our admins and, and first aiders. And, you know, just trying to make sure that, like, you know, the vision for the minis is is kind of kept and moved along. So you've got to have like a, a strong feeling of, of what you believe is right, you know, for, for young children. Because at the end of the day, we need to keep them in the game because we don't really want to lose children because they're not enjoying or, you know, something's gone wrong for them. So, yeah, you've got to really kind of keep, be very sure about, what you want them to what you want to achieve in a mini section yeah so what so what do you really enjoy about that role then i love the fact that i mean it was funny because sort of um on sunday morning tux was just doing a briefing with um sort of coaches that were due to start this this sunday um this oh, mini, it starts this Sunday. Do not. Yeah. Okay. Not live. For some reason, I had it in my head. It was last Sunday, but uh, no, no. Yeah, mini, so start mini start this Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So it was. Sort of, we were just. Tux was giving everybody a COVID talk, and then you know the next thing. This was at the end of the like sort of the minis. Sort of the under twelves have been doing a bit of training, and I was obviously there watching my son. And then all of a sudden, I see Simon Blunden, and then I see Mike Lyons, and he's like, hello, hello. you know. So what you see, you know, you now. I just love the fact that I feel more connected to the to the club, and I really I really like that, you know, because you know so many people. I think that's really good. It is surprising how many people you get to know in such a short mm-hmm. period of time. There are forty five volunteers across the mini session section. Is is no mean feat, is it? There's a, there's a lot of people there. Yeah, no mean yeah. feat. So so what what are you working on at the moment? So at the moment, obviously, with the return to rugby keeping everybody sort of covid safe um and just making sure that we return and we don't lose anybody through fear but that comes through sort of you know sort of being clear about routines and practices um and then obviously getting back up to stage f and guiding people sort of through that um and then sort of in one of our meetings there isn't like a, a there's going to be some kind of project with deprived families in the area so in trying to encourage families that are sort of disadvantaged to come and join the club because i think you know there is a view that that rugby is the sport for posh people and football is the the sport for ruffians and you know and i think that maybe trying to up our engagement with with disadvantaged families so i would quite like to get involved with that having you know i would have been one of those disadvantaged families when i was a kid mm-hmm. so i something i hold really dear to me so there's and something that the club were um sorry paul uh, was, something yeah, the club were looking into i think with sport england or, or england rugby that's it uh, yeah. getting involved yeah. with uh, lower income families etc mm-hmm. obviously yeah. it's been put on hold because of, of covid mm-hmm. etc but it's certainly something that the club are uh, quite involved in to be fair yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Michael Weston was on talking about uh, some of that uh, a few weeks back uh, and excited about getting that going again once we're able yeah. to, to do a bit more and the connections with schools and uh, and that schools program as well. So, um, yeah, we look forward to hearing some more uh, about that as that as that gets going. And and also girls, keep keeping girls in the sport as well and encouraging them. Um, yeah, that would be... I would like that to carry on happening because obviously now we're built, you know, we're building our girls section, girls and ladies, Mm -hmm. and it's going really well to carry on, you know, to carry on with that. So that would also be good. Yeah. I mean, I guess the AGM we had, was it last week or the week before? I forget now. Week before. uh, And there was some talk about building our playing base of the club Mm -hmm. um, uh, across all areas. But, but in the minis, what, what are we doing to, to help build that, um, at that playing base at the, the minis level so i mean we'll, we've got around about we've got around about 140 children which is you know that's a good size um we've sort of we've got less children in some areas so for example in our under 13s at the moment we're a little bit thin on the ground and we're not even able to make a team whereas in other age groups you know we've got 33 children and i know that the you know i know that the under 13s on on in the mini section but again you know it's something that um, we're using um give rugby the give rugby a try day to welcome some of the under 13s to come and join yeah. us so we've got a, a rugby try day give rugby a try day for ages 6 to 13 instead of 6 to 12 um to try and encourage them and michael weston um is sort of going to be working to trying to to get the what would be year, the year eight to come to that um just to, to build a bigger base i mean we're pretty well attend you know we're pretty well attended and when I sort of did a bit of a straw poll in each age group you know to say you know are you returning after sort of you know lockdown covid we've pretty much had everybody say that they want to come back and you know which was a bit of a moment when I thought oh my god are we going to lose all of our base but you know the parents say some amazing things about you know about the section about Mm -hmm. how good the coaches are how attentive how kind you know how nurturing and and experienced they are so i guess that's you know the proof of the pudding is in the eating i guess so i mean i guess you have a uh, almost a unique problem uh, every year to to find the coaches for the new age group that's coming in mm. so the um the new under sixes coming in each year how are we looking for this coming season um at that age group so at the moment we won't have any under sixes for a second. That is, we'll have them from October. So then okay. what ha- what happens is they tend to go into the under sevens, and just because we often have the under sevens coach then takes them takes them on together and they tend to separate. By then we've often found coaches because it is quite difficult. And you know if you you know if you are a parent and you're not sure and you know you think you like kids but you know, sometimes, you know, parents say, oh, my God, it's like herding cats. Well, you know, they're not all going in the right direction. It can be quite daunting to have to think mm-hmm. of games and all of that. But once parents are in and they're watching and then coaches, you know, will sort of say, oh, you know, can you give us a hand here? That's how you kind of grow grow the base, really. Um, and then, you know, you can use, because we've got um, in our section, we've got eight level two coaches. Mm-hmm. Um 
you can use those coaches then to to help to grow that section. So, for example, um, my husband, John, is going to be working with the under sevens um, because now we're staggered times as well, which is really good. Um, he's going to be working with some of the under sevens because we've got quite a lot of new parents in the under sevens and just sort of working with them on creating games and having fun. So he's going to be sort of doing that for probably about the next four, four, five, six Sundays. And then then sort of start to look at what happens with the new answer sixes that do join so uh -huh. and hopefully we we kind of grow from parental interest and then anybody that kind of is interested and wants to come along they've still you know they've got to you know they've got to be in it for the right you know for the right reasons sort of thing so we have our new volunteer pack where they have to read like the the job description and mm -hmm. and see if it if it matches what their thoughts are as well you know sure so, yeah you've got to be you know quite you've got to be sort of quite stringent about you know the the kind of people that you you want working with our children yeah, of course. And so it sounds like there's there's quite a lot of support from the, immediately the under sevens above and mm. uh, from other age groups as well. When, Absolutely. Uh, th that's available for if anyone is interested in coaching there. It sounds like get in touch. But uh, um, it also sounds like you've got things in hand. But uh, with 45, 45 coaches or 45 volunteers already in the <laughs> section, I mean, that, 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 there is help available, isn't there? So. Yeah. And to be honest, there's never there's never enough. Mm -hmm. Because obviously people people have their own jobs, and if you're on shift and you can't make it, or you know we've got police officers that are you know on on shifts and, and whatever. So actually knowing that there's not just going to be one person, one coach turning up with you know 26 kids, that rests my mind. And then we can also borrow from other age groups, and people are often happy to come. But obviously we have to be a bit more <laughs> we have to be careful now with COVID. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, of course, of course. So, I mean, if you did have an extra pair of hands, what what sort of things would uh, uh, you have that that those those hands off mm. work in doing? I think for me it will be things like the organising of the parties, or for example, the used kit. So, you know, so when children are finished with their boots, you know, we've got that the, the you know the kit collection, but when you can't you can't be in 50 places at once so you know i'm pulling out the boots i'm trying to you know make sure the size fives are together and the size sevens mm -hmm. and all of that as well as like selling any like you know water bottles that we've we've had and and woolly hats and so having an extra pair of hands just to do that or make cakes when it's you know when we're trying to raise money for charity um well our own charity yeah um you know those sorts of things and to have maybe a person that would be or a group of people that would be willing to raise money without sort of independently of 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 me you know something else was almost like a, having a pta would be brilliant mm -hmm. as long as i as long as i didn't have to do it sort of yeah. thing but to liaise to be able to liaise with me because then I can concentrate on on other things but at the moment you know people it take it takes time and, and commitment and people don't always have that so but we you know we have lots of people that do help and lend a hand at the you know on the day and that's really helpful but definitely having a sort of a a committee a money rate um fundraising committee or a party committee would be really helpful yeah 
Now, and uh, I understand you're thinking of standing down from the the, the role um, and uh, being more connected to the individual teams in the club. Um, is there uh, anything that you think that, 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 that sort of some skills that someone has that, that might particularly suit them to, to take on this role? Um, well, what could you say to anyone thinking of taking on a role like this? What what type of person would this suit? Okay, so I think you'd, you'd have to be organised mm-hmm. um, and you'd have to be willing to give that time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a job that you can do with, you know, with sort of not enough time. Not yeah. that I have enough time. I just work, you know, I work at one o'clock, mm-hmm. up to one o'clock in the morning sort of thing sometimes. But I think those things and also be quite good at communicating and be very thorough because, you know, you've got to always be able to follow through on things. You know, if you say you're going to get back to somebody, you get back to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's all of those sorts of things, really. Yeah, sure. And if someone was interested, should they just get in touch with you? Um, yeah, they can oh. get in touch with me or, or in touch with Tux. And what we can do is I can c- kind of go through the role, um, you know, and sort of they can come and shadow me or I can include them in emails, all of those sorts of things if, if they are interested. But I have had the the sort of the ad out for about a year now um, saying, you know, if you, if you are interested and you'd like to shadow me, then please do, you know, please get in touch. And, and nobody so far has taken up the mantle. So, um, well, let's see. see. Let's let's put your contact details in the, the details of the podcast yeah. and, and and see what we can we can drum up through the the literally the word of mouth. Um, yeah, so, so so Max, you you kind of take on the uh, the teams as they move from minis to juniors, and we just had Nicola sure. talking about the under thirteens um, uh, now. Um, what what's uh, the the sorts of things that uh, sort of change a little bit as we go from from minis to juniors? Yeah, it's you you do you get a bit of a drop off, um, unfortunately. I think when I hit senior school and find other interests, um, you do get a bit of a drop off there. Um, and like I say, not many not many schools playing rugby doesn't help either. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it's, it's recruitment is the big thing um, as as they come up. And then uh, making sure that the coaches are in place uh, and or and, and the manager stroke admin uh, to oversee to be a point of contact for the team. But the under-13s um, this year uh, uh, have got um, Big Jack, Little Jack uh, as mm-hmm. their coaches. You know, two first-team players, Jack Christie, Jack Almond, um, which I think is outstanding. I don't suppose there's many other youth teams, certainly in the county, that have got two first-team players coaching them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. The opportunities there for, for the youngsters... Um, to, to really improve and, and come on. Um, but yeah, it's just, just getting the numbers, getting them down there to, to give it a bit of go. So I guess, um, yeah, I mean, that's a key area for our recruitment is that under-13s piece. And, sure. Uh, so they're the year eights, I guess, going back to, to school now. And uh, uh, they may get a little bit of a taste of rugby from school. They, they may not, depending yeah, on the school. Um, but it, 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 we're open for business there, aren't we? And, uh, and mm-hmm. keen to, yeah. to bring... Bring kids into that age group because yeah, hoping um, when the kids do go back to school, they'll start talking and maybe bring a mate down. Um, yeah, you know that, that sort of thing that helps. The sessions certainly look fun from what I've been seeing coaching on the pitch, not too far away from them. So, because um, yeah. we have pretty good numbers in under 14s, under 15s, a little bit of a drop off in the under 16s, and I know yeah. we've got yeah. Owen Coins coming on to a podcast in the future, sort of leading up 
Colts um, coaching sure. and stuff at the moment. So we'll yeah, talk about the 40 odd players I think he put on Facebook that we got in there. So yeah, um, yeah. So, so under 13s and under 16s are focus areas for us this year, I guess. It's got it's got to be. Yeah, yeah we've got to focus on those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what sort of things do you get involved with as a, a junior chair and any projects that you're running with at the moment? No, I'm a lot less involved uh, than Nicola, believe me. Uh, uh-huh. I don't like as old as does. No, I'm just sort of um, maybe the go-between between, between uh, the um, the chair of rugby uh, and the junior teams, uh, the managers and the coaches, uh, just making sure everyone's uh, singing from the same hymn book, really, you know. Um, I get plenty of phone calls, plenty of emails. I'm always there for a chat, a bit of advice, just uh, just guiding them in the right direction, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I, guess, I guess it's a bit more uh, the teams in the junior section, they, they, whereas in the minis they sort of operate in as one. Everyone goes to every yep. game together. Mm-hmm. In the juniors, it's it's more uh, you're in your team and moving around, and you don't necessarily need that level of uh, massive coordination. Um, no. Right, I mean, we, we get the fixtures, you know, we have a fixture secretary, um, so we all get given the fixtures uh, at the beginning of the season. Uh, basically, the teams arrange, uh, con- sorry, confirm fixtures themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they speak to Tony, if they need a referee for a home game, um, and obviously, they, you know, speak to the, the club for the kitchen, for the, mm-hmm. for the after-match, post-match meals. Uh, but other than that, yeah, they sort of pretty much run themselves. You know, yeah. I only really, you know, obviously I'm down there every Sunday um, and Wednesdays when I can and, um, you know, just showing my face, trying to get involved and letting everyone know I'm there. But they are pretty much um, self-sufficient, if you know if you know what I mean. So what do you enjoy about your role? Uh, I just, as I say, I'm passionate about kids playing rugby. I, I think it's the best mm-hmm. team sport in the world and I love watching kids playing rugby. And uh, the, the, the little battles that go on, um, I'm not saying necessarily physical, but you know, mentally, and uh, you, and you watch watch kids develop from uh, from 13 to 18, and then you, when you end up watching them play senior rugby as well, uh, it's just it's just a fantastic feeling. Um, I think it was not last season, maybe the season before, the first team first team squad was announced, and I looked down it, and I think out of 18, I'd coached or managed uh, 10 or 11 of them. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, a massive feeling of pride. You know, I watch these boys grow up. Yeah. You know, um, and, and going to first team plays. And, you know, some of them have gone off to university and, and played at a higher level as well. And yeah, it's just brilliant. I absolutely love being involved in all that. I mean, it's, uh, there's no better feeling than that for me. So what, what are your top concerns at the moment in the, across that youth section? Um, there isn't many, to be honest. This, you know, so recruitment at the, at the two age groups we're missing. Um Obviously, uh, under these circumstances, uh, kids not playing um, won't help. I think they need to be back playing. I know they're back training now uh, under certain conditions, but um, you know it would be great to see them back playing again. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that you know you will get the odd few that will lose interest, uh, drift away, find something else to do, and not bother coming back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just uh, just nice to see them back playing again. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that the key to that is uh, that we keep the kids engaged and enjoying the the sessions and enjoying their rugby, and then when yeah, they, they'll yeah, be no. less likely to, to to drift away. And uh, I, I know there's a natural part I'm not, of it, but I'm not, hmm. I'm not blowing smoke up, you mate. It's not what I do, but you know the way you get the um, you have the coaches, you have your, your Skype calls with the coaches and um, and, that, and that sort of thing, so that everyone is 
pulling together at the same time and in the right direction is, is a massive help mm. rather than teams doing their own individual thing. You know, everyone knows what they should be doing and, and what the common goal is. Um, yeah. And I think that, that certainly helps. Uh, I want to come down and have a look on a, on a, on a training night. It certainly looks like all the kids are enjoying themselves, which is the main thing. That's why it we're is. all there. You know, you want them to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But don't enjoy it. It's no good being there. So, I definitely say. think that that, is, that has become, a, you know, a real strength over the time that, that I've been in post is that, you know, we're, we're at a point now where everybody is is wanting to sing from the same hymn sheet. And sure. and that makes, you know, that makes a difference. And it makes a difference, first of all, to in, to enjoyment, you know, and with enjoyment, you can, you have retention. So, you know, well yeah. done to, you know, well done to you to pulling that together. No, well, it's it's opportunity, isn't it? Um, most of the time, you don't have the time to do these sorts of things, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, we had a little bit more time on our hands <laughs> in the evenings, yeah. and uh, and certainly I had way too much work to do, and needed something to distract me from the work. So, what better <laughs> distraction than doing something related to rugby, even if it's not exactly what we wanted to be doing? Yeah. And so there was an opportunity to do that over the thing, and hopefully, we've got our next call on Monday night, so there'll be a little bit more. Um, uh, progress with, with with what we've been doing there. Would love to hear what all the other coaches have been doing. The the changing the things we're allowed to do, um, mm. and the uh, the way that we've interpreted that has been challenging for a lot of coaches out there. And I think sharing the ideas of what we can and can't do, uh, the advice I'd have given to someone a month ago is very different from the advice that we'll be giving yeah. out um, on Monday. Yeah. And, uh, sure. and no, no one has the chance to stay on top of everything for every age group and, and for, for all of the different changes. And I think that's the, the strength of that uh, conversation is really to bring that all together. So, um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm pleased we've been able to make start to make a difference. I do think mm-hmm. the coaching curriculum that we're, we're working on at the moment will really help coaches sort of focus on what we need to be doing and um, and having fun along the way um, mm-hmm. and uh, with some some goals to get to. Uh, regardless of the ability of the kid, you can you can sort of adjust that curriculum to according to them. I think it's really going to make a difference to the way we we deliver that rugby experience. So. Mm-hmm. I guess, is, is there anything particular you're working on at the moment, Max, that, that we should shine a light on and sort of say this is going really well or this could do with a little bit of extra help? Um, that extra no, pair no, of hands that, really. I mean, um, the under-30s don't have a manager. I've managed to source them a manager for the upcoming season, so, so that's dealt with. Um, I think coaching-wise, we're all pretty well set up. We're, um, we're quite blessed. Mm-hmm. To be honest, to, uh, to to have plenty of volunteers down there. Um, so no, it's just um, just making sure we're ready to that we sort of when they can play, we uh, we hit the ground running. Really, we're all we're all ready to go. You know, we're all chomping at the bit. And... Mm-hmm. So no, no, it's all it's all ticking along nicely under the yeah. uh, so conditions. If you had an extra pair of hands, where do you think you would uh, sort of deploy them? And uh, <clears throat> what what what? How could how could someone help you out? Um, do, do you know what? Uh, it sounds a bit um, yeah, sounds a bit feeble after after what Nicola does. <laughs> um, I'm pretty good, you know. I, 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 sort of, I sort of send and receive emails and make the odd phone call, and uh, I get to watch rugby on a, on a Wednesday and a, and a Sunday. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm not I'm not sort of swamped. There's not there's not masses I have to do. Like I say the the, the the junior teams are are almost self sufficient. Um, I only really get involved uh, if something goes wrong. Or there's a problem, so 
No, I'm, I'm pretty good. I mean, someone come and hold me hand if they like, but, you know, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sitting along nicely. It's all right. Good, good. So let me move into some of the, 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 the sort of finishing questions that I've asked a number of people now, just to sort of gauge the interest. And um, like for you, Max, if, if we if money was no object, I've asked a number of people this, and uh, where do you think this uh, that we as a club should invest? Definitely um, free Guinness for all vice presidents. <laughs> 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 um we are we are blessed with a, an absolutely fantastic facility. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't I don't think um, I've played anywhere better to mm. be honest, or, or I've certainly been in watch rugby anywhere better. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's people talk about maybe a, uh, an Astro pitch or 4G, whatever it's called these days. Um, mm. But I don't think necessarily that would benefit us too much because I think the pitches are even our training pitches are a spectacular condition. Mm. Mm. And there's even been talk of uh, like maybe indoor training facility. Um, I don't know. I think honestly, if we if we could employ um, maybe a recruitment uh, person mm-hmm. full time, I, I know uh, Michael does his bit, goes into schools and stuff. But um, I think yeah, so youth recruitment. I think if we if we have money to spend, I would, I would like to see it directed that way. Definitely. What about you, Nicola? What would, what would you think that the club should invest in? I don't. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe from our perspective, it is. I don't know. It, it's little things for you know for the minis, as far as as I'm concerned. So whether it's you know shelters for you know for when we're away at festivals, things that just make them sort of more more comfortable. You know, it'd be great if everyone had kit that was matching. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's little things for for the children, but. Um, you know, I think we're we're doing we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. We're doing definitely doing okay though. And uh, this, uh, sort of what makes you proud about our club? What 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 do you say to other people and have that real sort of sense of pride um, about our club when you when you're talking to people who don't know the club? I think it's I think it's welcoming. I think it is really welcoming. You can, you know, you might feel daunted if if you were a complete newcomer, you may feel daunted coming up to a big facility, particularly if you've never played rugby or whatever. But I do think when you've made contact, people are very kind and very welcoming and, are you know, want to get you in. And I think that that is a really strong, a strong selling point for us. Um so yes, yeah, so, uh, you know, long may that continue, really. Mix anything you'd uh, sort of? No, I've, I've got to echo exactly what Nicola said. You know, mm. I think it's uh, it's a fantastic atmosphere, Dan. I think it's very friendly, um, and it may be down to longevity, but you know, I can walk into the bar and there'll be someone in there that I know, and I'm quite happy to go and talk to, uh, and mm. vice versa. You know, whether it be talk about rugby or mm. or anything, you know, it's always it's always a very very friendly and and, and welcoming mm. facility. Mm. Uh, I think. Going there on match days and you know it's busy, but you can see groups of people all talking. No one's standing around, mm. you know, twiddling their thumbs. Everyone's engaged, and yeah, I think that's great. I love that. I think another thing as well, actually, now now sort of I've had a moment to think about it, is also I really like our principles and our core values. Um, you know, when when not we I don't even know if I should say this, but we're not nasty or we're not idiots. 
when we go off to, you know, when, and I'm talking about all of our children, you know, they're incredibly well behaved. They lose well, but they win well too. You know, they're not unkind, you know, and sometimes, you know, when I've been places, you know, when, when other teams are sort of shouting loser or being unkind about, you know, another player, our children never, you know, never rise to that. And, and, you know, and I think that with the, our core values seem to really be in place across across the the minis and the youth. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you would agree with me, Mex, but do you no, know, I do, I do totally. I mean, obviously, as they get older, the um, testosterone starts to starts to fill, and you know, and it, 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 it does flare up occasionally. But no, you, you're spot on. Nine times out of ten, um, yeah, we're extremely well behaved. Um, mm-hmm. Like you say, lose well but win well at the same time. Yeah, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't be prouder. I think that's very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah I couldn't I agree be with prouder. That. Yeah, there are, there are certain clubs around that I really don't look forward to going to mm, because you yeah, know what's going to happen, and they've been like it for twenty odd years. Mm. They just seem to be the same. You know, they, they they start them off at youth, and they're the same all the way through to seniors, and it's 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 quite sad to see. But no, yeah. I think on on the whole, we are very well behaved um, youth and mini section. You know, very few mm. dramas to be honest. Yeah. So, so what are you looking forward to? I've just come to you, Mex, just as a, you were just talking then. But uh, what are you looking forward to? I just, I want rugby to come back, mate. I want to be down there on a, on a Saturday and a Sunday and a Wednesday, mm-hmm. and I just want to watch rugby. I want to stand on the sidelines. I don't care about getting wet and cold anymore. I just, <laughs> yeah. I just, want, I just want to watch rugby. <laughs> you won't believe how much I miss it. You know, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. I, I love watching the kids, and then uh, maybe. A drink afterwards as well, and uh, and a chat. I just, uh, yeah, I, I'm really missing the rugby, so mm. I just can't wait till that comes back. I think it's that Kate, the, the sense of you don't know what you've got until it's not there. No, you're exactly right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Is that, is that is that what you're looking forward to, Nicola? Absolutely, yeah. I can't wait to see everybody on Sunday. I really can't. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm, that's I'm champing at the bit, and I'm, you know, I'm thinking, right, oh, let, let me get work over so I can concentrate on Sunday. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those strange things. This, this, this club, this game, this, this thing that we do. Um, somehow we find time to do those things that need to be done for the club and the the teams that we're involved with. Um, yeah. and it just gets in you, mate. It gets in you, and you can't get rid of yeah. it once it's there. It, it does, doesn't it? It just takes it. It's it, it's one of those things you think, well, this needs to be done by tonight, and you think, well, could I get away with not doing what I'm supposed to be doing at work? Get that done, and then it'll be done for tonight, and I can do the work another time. That's not got quite such a pressing deadline, and you yeah. get it done. And 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 it, it it's it's sometimes the stuff we get asked to do can be a little bit mundane, but it's important, and we get it done, and sure. it, it enables something great to happen later. Um, and uh, I, I think we could all take a, a certain amount of pride in, in doing that. And it doesn't feel like work then, does it? It's just, no. just stuff that has to be done to, to make things better. Which I think is a fantastic note to sort of end this podcast on. And uh, um, I just thank you both for your time today and really appreciate you joining me. Thank um, you. Best of luck with your roles. and. Um, in no underestimation, you guys have literally got the future of our club uh, <laughs> uh, sort of under, uh, under, in, in your remit at the moment. So, yeah, but thank you both for all you're doing for the, the club and uh, um, 
we've heard many people talking uh, about sort of investing the the youth and uh, and we'll see the benefits for years and years and years to come and uh, you guys are making that happen so I really appreciate that uh, uh, that dedication I know I'm not speaking for me I'm speaking for a lot of other people as well so so thank you guys really good to, to speak to you really enjoyed this conversation thanks, thanks and, very uh, much take care speak soon alright take see care you later. Thanks, bye thank you for listening to the House of Rams podcast we hope you've enjoyed it and found it interesting we'd love to hear your feedback so please get in touch through Facebook or email me direct with your thoughts if you'd like to appear on one of our podcasts or showcase what you're doing at the club please email me on paulowenynan at gmail.com or contact me through Facebook. Watch out for our next release and thanks for listening.